0: Welcome to Conan Krueger. That's Larry Krueger. I'm Grant Cohn. Uh, the title of the show is Assessing Brock Purdy's First Taste of Adversity. I thought, I think we felt like maybe it was some of his worst moments in this game, but also some of his most clutch heroic moments and maybe his best performance. So I'd like to get the resident Brock Purdy expert, Larry Krueger. <laughs> I'd like to get his take on what he saw from Brock if he's still encouraged. Uh, uh, we're going to get into more uh, more stuff than that. But first... I, I still want to say that our thoughts are um deeply with Damar Hamlin at this time. Uh there's been no update today. I'm hoping that tonight there will be an update with something positive. Um but I'm I think that's what we're all thinking about and prayers go out to Damar. Hope he's okay.
1: And you know, I think more than anything the NFL players, I mean, it's a brotherhood, you know, those guys feel feel um connected to each other whether they know each other or not. And um this is a this is a, a pain and a hurt that's being felt, you know, obviously especially in uh, in Buffalo, but you know, league wide and I'm I guarantee you that tomorrow, uh when we go down to Santa Clara and we get a chance to talk to the players, there'll be a number of players that I'm sure yeah. will have we'll have uh very insightful things to say about how that affects them their how they view their mortality within the sport how they view the risks and everything else so i, I you know it should be a very interesting day tomorrow
0: yeah and you said league wide it almost feels like a nationwide tragedy anyone who knows anything about football which is a lot of americans are really um d- uh, ups- upset not upset is not enough uh, disturbed by this. And I think not just seeing it on TV, but then getting no real update almost, almost 24 hours later. So I think the a lot of the nation is sort of just sitting here in a really uh, weird place waiting for something, for some good news. Hopefully we get it soon. Hopefully we get it. Yeah, soon. absolutely. All right. So Brock Purdy, the good, the good story of the, of the season for the 49ers. He's, Finally faced what felt like a real playoff game. It he was down. It went back and forth. He was clutch. He brought the team back twice. Uh, along the way, he missed some throws that he made in the past. Uh, what did you think of his performance in this game, Larry?
1: Well, I mean, you know, you got to remember what we're looking at. We're looking at a rookie quarterback. Yeah. <clears throat> so. That's his reality. He's a 23 year old guy who's, who's seeing everything for the first time, playing only his second road game. But I thought I'm I'm not really, you know, I'm looking at it from a personnel standpoint. I'm necessarily not necessarily looking at it as just a straight grade across the board because you're right. Mm-hmm. There were more. There was some adversity here. He did miss some throws. He had a couple throws tipped that could have gone either way. Um, but I just see glimpses of the most high end quarterback that i've seen play for the niners in years i mean the third and goal play where he pivots around quickly glides kind of effortlessly to the right spot in the pocket and then throws a dime to kittle Mm. in the corner of the end zone um layering it over linebackers but now keeping it at a level where kittle didn't have to make some herculean leap I mean, yeah. that was a flat out dime and, Made look and there that one stood out to me. And then the Iuk, the Iuk off the play action on the second and six on the first drive. I thought that was a dime. So and then, of course, he had four scoring drives after they fell behind by 10. So I feel good about that as well. So I know, you know, it's not always gonna be pretty. The, the bottom line is there's there's you know 17 you know 17 games over 18 weeks you're not going to have your a effort I don't want to say the Raiders the Niners took the Raiders lightly but they're not up for that game the way they would be up for other games and even in in that situation I thought he he showed incredible plays so um,
0: I was very encouraged by what I saw from Brock I I was too I mean the the fact that he brought the team back twice at the end and made those beautiful throws, particularly the slants to the left to I.: Yeah, Ayuk,
1: yeah, you, yeah.
0: Oh, late. Oh, yeah. It was perfect. It was like Joe Montana throwing a Jerry Rice on slants. I mean, perfect timing, perfect ball placement. Uh, what I did notice, though, was his worst throws were the ones down the field. The one to Kittle, he said he didn't see the DB. It was underthrown. Had he put three more yards on it, it would have been caught. The one to Jennings that was broken up at the goal line. Had he put two more yards on it, it would have been caught. So, does he not have the arm? I don't know. I'm not saying that. Maybe he just missed a couple throws. You know, short in one game. Um, That's something because it seemed like in the last few games he was nailing those. You know, I'm thinking back to was it again? I think he kind of admitted on the Kittle one, Grant, that he
1: kind of threw it to him. You know, like laid it up, threw it up for him, and then didn't see the defender in the in the middle the middle of zone kind of dropping deeper and didn't have a count of him, because that yeah. that's the player who made the play on the ball. But you're absolutely right. That throw's got to be 15 yards or fi- you know you know, yeah. or t- 10 feet, or 15 feet, I should say, beyond yeah. where yeah. it was, where Kittle, either Kittle's got to catch that, or that's got to fall incomplete. Right. And that ball hung for the defender. But, you know, there's also kind of, there's got to be some... Uh, there's got to be some learning curve to playing of course, the position. Of I, I didn't expect a beeline uh, to the top, but he does have the best quarterback rating in the entire league
0: since he started playing. Right. I'm not pointing this out to say that, ah, see, he's not a franchise quarterback. <laughs> I'm pointing it out to say, look, we saw some what would be perceived as his weaknesses. They still scored 37 points. Mm-hmm. So what I want to I want to say is stepping back, even if you ha- have questions about Brock and, and this game – Wrote, uh, brought those up. The offense is scoring 32.6 points per game with Brock on the field. There is no team averaging 32.6 points per game this year. The best is Kansas City at 29.1. So again, even if he has some weaknesses and can't always hit certain throws down the field, if this is what the offense is with him, he's not going anywhere. Anywhere. This is the guy. This is the guy.
1: I did an interview last week with Charvarius Ward. I asked him what he thought about Brock.
0: He didn't. He wasn't three
1: words into his answer before he was like, "The offense is scoring thirty-two a game." You know, he's like, "I love thirty-two a game," and it's like, "Yeah, if you're if you're a corner and you're you look at thirty-two points a game as like a safety net that you didn't have before." Yeah. you know, if you're scoring twenty a game like they were early in the year or not even, um, you know, you can't make a mistake. You can almost throw a shutout and still lose. So yeah. yeah, I mean, a, 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 every defensive player and offensive player is looking at that going, they can keep that role and
0: they got a great shot to beat anybody they play. I mean, this is a guy who's physically limited and in his five, I'm going to call it the, the Miami game a start since he had every, every drive, except the first one, 33 points, 35 points, 21 points, 37 points, 37 points. It's a juggernaut. This is the greatest show on, it's like the Rams in 99 or the Niners in 88 or something crazy. And all this talent's coming. Everyone looks like a genius now. Everyone looks great. Kittle's a Hall of Famer. Ike's a Hall of Famer. Kyle's a Hall of Famer. All because Brock is here. All because Brock is better than Jimmy. Uh, so, yeah. Um, what? what uh, oh. What was the question? <laughs> Will there be a quarterback competition? No. That's the wrong one. I guess that's the next one. I want to talk about your first ta- the first taste of adversity. But the next question is... Um, if that's if Brock- adversity... Yeah, Man, right. Bring on more diversity. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I mean,
1: Brock. Brock looks great, and it's um, you're right. He's making Ayuk look good. Heck, I thought Kittle might have turned the wrong way on that one ball. Uh, if he
0: turns the other yeah. way, that's
1: a hits another flat dime right in his lap. So I mean, Brock. He's also striking. making
0: McCaffrey look good as a runner. McCaffrey's a great receiver no matter what, but as a runner, he was averaging 4.2 yards per carry with Jimmy. Now he's now he's averaging 5.1 yards per carry with Brock. That's a big deal. I'll it's, tell you the biggest, yard. The,
1: the one I think's become borderline unstoppable is when you combine the accuracy of Brock and the catch radius of Jennings. Yeah. You got something there, man. You got something yeah. there because right. Jennings has Jennings, is a big man with a huge catch radius. Same with Brock and put it kind of on the hands. And that combination means
0: that that's deadly. I just got long arms, too. That's a good call. Because now Brock can put it where only those guys can catch it. Uh, Niners under Garoppolo, 23.9 points per game. Uh, Purdy, league best, 32.6, says Luke Niccolo. That's right. It's a big difference. If that doesn't mean he's the—I mean, if that doesn't show you that he's the MVP of the offense, I don't know what does. That's a huge difference. All right. Here's the question. If Brock keeps this up, if the offense keeps performing like this with him, if he keeps up this— just keeps up this level of play and doesn't fall apart, doesn't have a straight-up Brian Hoyer-level collapse in the playoffs or Jimmy Garoppolo-level collapse in the playoffs. Will there even be a quarterback competition next year between him and Trey Lance?
1: Maybe in name, but it won't be much of a competition. I think, you know, I mean, it it wasn't a— Brock beat out Trey this year, just he didn't get the job. I was there. I saw it. And then everybody who went to the preseason games, they saw that. I mean, what else are you going to evaluate? You got the practices and the, in the, in the games. Brock was better than Trey in camp and he was better than Trey. Well, in the to preseason. be fair,
0: to be fair, Trey was in better up against Fred, right? To be fair, Trey was going up against Fred Warner, Nick Bosa and the starters while Brock Purdy was going up against the third stringers. So it was hard With to third tell what stringers true. So it was hard to see what hard to know what you were seeing. But his yeah. numbers were certainly better than Trey's. That's true. Certainly and he moved the Trey's. team. He did. And remember that one
1: play. I mean, it's preseason, so it's a little foggy, and I forget which game it was. But didn't he operate the
0: two-minute drill like kind of really effectively in one of those preseason he did. games? I believe he did. So. so here's the thing, though. I've never seen a real quarterback competition. There's so few reps. It seems like coaches would rather not split them up between starters. And also, it seems like they don't want – The media and the fans to make it a spectacle and sort of decide the winner of the quarterback competition on their own. You know what I mean? It seems like that's I've never covered a quarterback competition, especially during the 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 social media age. It seems like you're bringing a lot of attention to your team that coaches generally don't want. And again, if if this is how Brock is operating the the offense, he's operating exactly how Kyle wants him to operate it. Uh, He's putting up a lot of numbers. He's not making any money. Kyle gets all the credit. He's genius. I just don't see why Kyle would, would change things up, especially when I don't think the locker rooms begging for them to go back to Trey anyway. Yeah, I think you're right. He, I think the answer is he won't. But then the yeah. question is,
1: what exactly are they going to do? Are they going to? Because I don't. I, I agree with you with things we've talked about in the past. The, Trey's value is not what it needs to be to even consider trading him. But I did make a list yesterday when I was filling in on 95, seven, the game on, on the quarterback needy teams. Mm-hmm. And there's a ton. There's a ton. Well, you teams. anticipated my next seven question, or eight, seven or eight for sure. And probably another six teams that may not stay with their guy and could be added to the quarterback mix. And there's, and there's what there's Brady, there's Jimmy, there's three or four guys in the draft. So Yeah, I think if the 49ers want to trade Trey Lance,
0: there'll be a definite market for him. Well, you anticipated my next question. Uh, If there is no quarterback competition and the Niners decide, you know, in February that Brock Purdy is their starter, or if there is a quarterback competition and Lance loses it and they name Brock Purdy the starter in August, will they trade Trey? I'm asking the question, last month I was like, no, it would be awful to do that. But there's another perspective one, it would be the right thing to do for Trey. I mean, keeping him on the bench another year would really seriously jeopardize his career. And not only the right thing for him, if you're not committed to playing him and giving him an opportunity to, to, to develop, I don't know that he helps you. How, how much does he help you if he needs to play as a backup that you're only playing in, in practice? I guess those are two things. Also, also, the longer you keep him and you don't play him, doesn't his trade value go down? It's like Jimmy Garoppolo. The longer you keep him without actually committing to playing him, the less you get. So if Brock's your guy, I don't see what keeping Trey another year does, unless you just want him to be a good backup. In which case, man, I I don't think I'd be cool with that if I was Trey or his agent. I would be maybe privately trying to say, can you please, please trade me to someone that wants to play me? I I mean, that's the thing too. It's all about timing and it's all about communication. And this is where
1: it's going to come down on Lynch to keep the communication lines open with Trey's agent. Let's say Brock plays great. And let's yeah. say they go to the Super Bowl and win it.
0: Right. You know? That could very well happen. Could happen. He could and be the Super that, Bowl MVP, Larry. In his hometown at yes. twenty
1: three.
0: That's right. But so in if, which case there's no quarterback competition.
1: Let's be honest. And even if he doesn't do that, even if he like, just wins two playoff games and loses in Philly because of circumstances, he's demonstrated he's the best quarterback they have. I think, in a sh- now Trey, you could argue, ha- didn't get enough time to demonstrate exactly what is he is. That is true. So that's that fair. true. But that based true. on what we've seen, there's no doubt that Bro- Brock's had the highest completion percentage. Brock does things that Jimmy and Trey don't do. Um, so they're, they're the really- The question here is, is it what should the Niners do? The question here is, what do you think they will do? Well- it, I think I think you have to have an open dialogue with the yeah. agent and find out what they want. Because what you yeah. said before, Grant, yeah. truer words have never been spoken. Trey Lance needs to play next yeah. year. Yeah. I don't care where it is. could be for yeah. Tampa. could be for anyone. He has to be on the field next year for yeah. him. And yet the 49ers have to play the best quarterback. That's and right. that's Brock Purdy. So, So then the question is, you know, what's best for everybody. And that's where I think, you know, the 49ers don't have a number one pick. I mean, I'm looking at this team going, what would, what could make them a dynasty because they've got such great depth right now. They get great talent. What could truly get them to the next level? And I'm looking at that Notre Dame tight end, Michael Mayer, he's a superstar tight end. He's
0: going to be picked in the twenties. And you can or, tr- use or or or, to a, get or a quarterback
1: pick and make that or a
0: starting cornerback or a starting offensive tackle or a starting I, corner I, a true number you know one what? Clark Phillips yeah.
1: Utah something like that yeah
0: or a quarterback whatever there are premium players at premium positions you could get now I don't know that you're going to get a first round pick if you trade Trey Lance but I think you get... will because of the supply and demand but
1: okay you're thinking if that it, okay I'm thinking top the league 50, already doesn't may, feel may, strong I don't
0: all. know I'm thinking top fifty for sh- for sure top fifty for sure. For sure, for sure. Okay, I, and maybe opinion, top, sure. maybe top thirty. Um, if if you would only want him as a as a backup, and he's okay. not happy with that privately, and you want to do right by him, because honestly, he's done right by. What has he done wrong? You're the one that drafted him. You're the one that put him in this weird situation. You're the one that sat him for a while. You're the one that's really put him behind the eight ball in his career. If you don't want to just straight up ruin his career, uh, maybe send him somewhere. You could get another backup quarterback. They just show that they draft. They could get. DTR from UC... I mean, there's a million... If you're looking for... Jake Hainer the- from Fresno yeah, State. Yeah, the experienced pro-ready quarterback who can be a backup, there's a million of those guys, and you just show them that you can draft them and develop them. And so, it's something to think about. It's something to think about. It's just... It, he's a very,
1: very valuable player. It's, it's like driving around town in a brand-new, you know, convertible Mercedes, and you got a, ben- a brand-new... You know, Bentley, and it's just in the garage, and you just drive it on the weekends. It's like "Eh, I just feel bad for Trey. You really need the Bentley in the garage? Couldn't she just have a second car that was like maybe like a Jeep with like a bikini top or something? You know what I mean? I don't know. (laughs) I (laughs) mean, you know what I'm saying? Do you need Do you need a two hundred thousand dollar car in your garage? Probably not. I mean, that do you need a a guy who you traded three picks for to be your backup, and that you you know maybe you do because their quarterbacks get hurt all the time. But now it's also about the day that Trey, through his agent, says, I want to trade publicly, that means the communication broke down and he's not getting what he wants, and then his value really tanks because um, then you've got to trade him at a loss. So I think the key is communicate, find out where they're at, make sure that you know where they're at, and then
0: make a good decision that's best for everybody. The Yeah, I, I just feel like Trey's a ramp-up quarterback. He's a project quarterback. That's the deal with him. He needs to play. And the Niners won't give him the opportunity. So it seems like maybe send him somewhere that that's willing to give him the opportunity and replace him with a late-round pick who's pro-ready. Because the team is so good, if the quarterback has experience and is a good game manager, he, the team should elevate his play. I mean, they're doing it to an extent with Brock Purdy right now. He has a Pro Bowl weapon everywhere on the field. And until this last week, the best defense in the league. So... Maybe that's what you want to do. Maybe the Niners should just stay away from quarterbacks who need a few years of development from now on and just take guys who are ready and surround them with the best, cheap and ready, and surround them with the best team you can. Maybe that's their formula now. It's what Philly does. Their quarterbacks are cheap, very cheap. I always, I always thought it was in, it's
1: interesting how the Niners fan base has reacted to this discussion, too. It's, like, too soon for them, right? To like, And it's, it, it seems like the safe thing is, like, just, you know, our quarterbacks get hurt. Hoard quarterbacks, you know, Trey might be good. Don't trade Trey, but you know what? Trey has a chance to determine his own uh, NFL career. And I think he's way t- He's not Don Strzok. He's not some career backup. He, he it's like Tampa had Vinnie Testaverde and Steve Young. Yeah. Well, guess what? They had to trade Steve Young. And that's the same thing. I think the Niners have two good young quarterbacks and and if Brock can really settle in and met- potentially either go to the Super Bowl or win it, the the cr- locker room is going to look at you like you're crazy if you go to anybody else but yeah. him next year.
0: Yeah, here here's the logic. If Brock Purdy is the franchise quarterback and, and Lance's trade value drops the longer he sits, then the right move is to trade him uh, as soon as possible. Is that correct? I think those two things are true. I think the right move is because
1: you don't know Trey. We don't know Trey. Trey may absolutely be dead set on staying here. This is is on Lynch. This is is on Lynch. What does Lynch want? I I mean, what does Trey want? And it's up to Lynch to talk to the family and talk to the agent and figure out. I mean, nobody did anything to anybody. Trey got hurt. Um and and Gro- uh, Brock got an opportunity and he's running with it and it looks like he's playing quarterback on a level that the other guys can't even get close to. So I mean it's you could have a competition if you want, but I can tell you right now that Brock's going to beat out those guys if it's a true
0: open competition because he's more accurate. And he's a lot have, more, he'll, he'll have a playoff resume under his under his belt and he, and, he, and he runs the offense the way Kyle wants it run. It seems like what Trey could say him and his agent could go to the Niners privately in the offseason and say, "Look, you know, we we were we never complained about anything. You sat him for the first year. He was a, he was a good soldier about it. You ran him between the tackles, he never complained about it. Now you want to make him the permanent backup behind Brock Purdy? Please. He's only he's only been a good uh, teammate here. Can you please trade him to some place and not sabotage his career because it feels like at a certain point the Niners are trapping him and it's not fair." and I hope that doesn't happen. So that's why I'm talking about this. I, mean, I think you yeah, In an your... ideal world, you keep them as a backup for three years, but it just doesn't feel right. You lay your cards on the table, and you say, yeah. hey, you know what?
1: Um, we know that your value isn't today what it's going to be because we really believe in you. That's why we drafted yeah. you. So if you want to stick it out for another year and maybe build your value off the bench if, one, if Brock gets hurt, um, we, we yeah. absolutely want to have you here and we obviously can afford both quarterbacks. You're both on rookie deals. It's all about you, Trey. Do you want to be here as the number two yeah. and, and get, take whatever opportunities and get groomed under Kyle and our system and our coaches and, and see where it goes? Or do you want to go somewhere new and have the job all to yourself and start and whatever he says, you do. If he says, I want to stay, then you keep them. And, and then you say, it's an ideal world for us, Trey. I'd like we'd like to have Keep you. you and Brock yeah. be here this year. Brock be yeah. healthy and have a great year. You not play, and then mm-hmm. in the off season, we'd like to trade you once your value is a little bit higher in the eyes of some people. And maybe it would be higher if they if he played spot duty or was impressive maybe. in the preseason. I don't know, but maybe be but lower it's, though. It's possible it could be, it be lower though. Yeah, more teams it's go well. He hasn't
0: played because because again, it's not just is he not good. It's man, he hasn't played since twenty nineteen. He hasn't played consistently since 2019. Grant, and it's worse lo- than that. It's worse than yeah. that. I talked yeah. to um, the former GM of the Dolphins and Saints,
1: uh, Mueller, Randy Mueller. Randy mm-hmm. Mueller said that he wouldn't have even had Trey on his draft board based on how little college film there yeah. was of him yeah. at North Dakota State. So there's there are NFL personnel people that believe that he was a totally unproven entity at the college level, and that's before the
0: pro career and the injuries right. and you know, right. sitting on the bench this year. Yeah. And so people that feel that way are only going to feel more that way the longer he sits. So the Niners are in a very uh, interest not interesting, difficult spot. They got to make the right decision here um, because they could have a depreciating asset and they could be the ones ruining this. Or maybe they trade him. He ends up being great. Brock Purdy ends up being, you know what I mean? They, they got to really figure this out. It's right. very interesting. It's, All right. it's high stakes poker. Absolutely. Uh, Wave9Mystic says, Grant, the defense had multiple takeaways. Jimmy would have gotten field goals, but I'd credit the D for f- like 14 points. Credit to Brock, but the D is good. That is true. They did set up some some scores. They absolutely did.
1: Kerry hyder has got a terrific motor. Nobody knows who he is. He can play any spot on the defensive line. He's the smartest D lineman they have, and he's probably not even 100% or close to it. And he bats that ball
0: into the sky, and Drake Jackson picks it off. That was a huge, huge play. Marcus Adams says First 49ers home game for me this week. Any tips, tricks for Levi Stadium? will be in sub- uh, section 136. Always great work, you two. Thanks. Keep it up. You got any tips? Uh, that's
1: cool. Enjoy yourself. I would say get there early and enjoy the parking lot. Now, I don't know what the uh, rain is going to be like, but be ready for rain this weekend. Uh, but yeah, go out, go out in the parking lot, man. If I, if I didn't do the pregame show, man, I'd be hanging in the lot and chopping it up with Niner fans. Cause it's a great yeah. group and they're having a good old time. They're throwing back Patron. They're cooking all kinds of food. <laughs> you know, they're getting it done. They're getting it done in the pregame. So I, I would hang out out there. Uh, as far as the stadium goes, I mean, I think the stadium's beautiful inside. I'm not sure where you can
0: go exactly, but, uh, maybe Grant has more info on that. I just go to the press box. I don't, I'm don't. i not really uh, an expert on the game day experience, but I will say that the, the reason the Niners are in Santa Clara and not uh, south of Market is they wanted a place that fans could tailgate. So I'm with Larry on that. Get there early and do the tailgating experience um, because it's looks like it's a lot of fun, and I've never done it. Zach says, what's your ideal game plan Sunday, Grant? In preparation for the playoffs, do you play Debo? CMC also loves seeing Purdy play from behind. We have a QB. Larry, you take this one.
1: Okay, I don't want to see CMC. Yeah. I want to win this game with J.P. Mason and Ty Davis-Price and Tevin Coleman and Paul Hofer and Delvin, you know, and Roger Craig and Ricky Patton. Anybody Derek but LaVille. CMC. Yeah, yeah, Derek LeVille yeah. and Garrison Hurst. And I want – don't run CMC. Win yeah. this game without CMC. It's the freak – CMC uh, – if you get him 100% for the playoffs, your chances of winning the Super Bowl are massive. If you if he's dinged up because he's out there in a sore ankle and he takes a bunch of hits and he gets mm-hmm. concussed or whatever, and it's this rough thing, you're going to get CMC at like 50 60% of what he normally is, and that's not going to be enough for this run. Give him the off week just in case. I mean, there's a chance. If the Niners win and the Eagles lose, the Niners will have the bye week. But there's a chance that that doesn't happen. And that means they're probably going to have to play a playoff game. And you have to have McCaffrey 100% for it. So win this game without him this week. And I wouldn't play Debo either. But I would talk to Debo and ask him how he feels because he might be a little rusty and he may want to get out there for a little bit. But I don't think I would do that. I think I would feature guys like Ray Ray and and Danny Gray. Jennings. Jennings and Mason. let, Let them, yeah. Let the youth carry the carry the water here in week 18
0: davis price actually his last few carries have been pretty decent give him give him some more uh opportunities he runs people over he he runs with power
1: i like i like davis price he's not he's not one of those guys that you can just up he's going down if he if he gets to the second level he's gonna hurt you he's gonna bury you
0: yeah uh ryan blocker says Love and Purdy, and have faith in Lance. But as a fellow Bruin, I'd love to see the Niners pick up DTR next year too. I think he'd fit great. Uh, fit in great with our Niner injury luck. He'd be a fit. What happened in that bowl game, man? Did to you UCLA? Watch yeah. No, I didn't watch UCLA in that bowl game.
1: But DT I've seen a lot of DTR because I've been doing the Stanford pregame show for the last few years. Um, what do you think? You know, he's he's, you know, he's incredibly athletic. Yeah, he's he he's not little thick. Small. He's no. he's lean, yeah. but he's fast and he's smart yeah. and he makes some plays where you'd say he's accurate. There's other yeah. plays that you're like, yeah, what the hell? Where did that come from? So his yeah. accuracy is a little bit spotty, probably yeah. tied to his mechanics. But yeah. yeah, what he's got as far as off schedule movement ability and and creative ability if you put him in an offense like this that had a bunch of weapons i think he would be a terrific number 2 quarterback cuz you got to defend his speed and his and he's made, he's played a lot of football you know he's
0: he's pretty yeah. good i like him yeah he's, he's not uh, going to be a high pick though no and he's got a strong arm too he kind of reminds me of kyler i mean he's not as good of an athlete as kyler but that's kind of his play style and uh i'd like to see him instead of being in that chip kelly uh, Cliff Kingsbury style spread, I'd like to see a quarterback like that play for Kyle where they're doing play action under center because that and actually moving the pocket left and right. That, that's my thing with the spread offense is quarterback stationary. You're not moving him around. He's just getting the ball and and rocking and firing. I think anyway, that's neither here nor there. I like he's to see DTR. Exciting, he, he's a yeah. pretty exciting player. I, I if anybody hasn't seen
1: DTR go, you know, put in the tape. He's not the biggest guy. I mean you're talking about no. he's six one You know, about 210 pounds.
0: But
1: he's thrown for over 3,000
0: yards this year, 27 touchdowns, 10 picks. Look at He's been pretty good. Yeah, and he doesn't have, like, all pro wide receivers. I mean, all American wide receivers at UCLA. Wave9Mystic says, Brock isn't him, Larry. You'll see when he has to go up against a real defense. Green Bay has a stacked secondary. Razul Douglas, Dyer Alexander, Eric Stokes, Darnell Savage, Adrian Amos, also Hall of Fame quarterback. Well, we shall see.
1: Well, we'll see. That I mean you know, that's that's why this week means a lot because this the Niners could have the bye or they could have the Green Bay Packers. And I agree. Green Bay is dangerous right now and uh, Watson's super fast and Dobbs is healthy and yep. you know, Rogers the Hall of Famer, and you're right, they got a killer secondary, Savage is big time and you just saw the other guy shut down Alexander just
0: shut off uh the water for Justin Tyler. Jefferson. So yep. yeah. It's going to be a challenge. Mac Daddy says, I'll do what Bill Walsh said after, uh, years ago and draft a quarterback every single year, single year till we find one. That way everyone is on the bubble to produce. Yeah, I like it. I, I think they should draft another quarterback this year. And I think if they do draft another quarterback, that might sort of indicate their plans for Trey.
1: I'll tell you what I would do. If I'm John Lynch, the guy, whoever was the guy who decided that Brock was a good prospect, he gets a pick. He gets yep. a seventh-round pick. They got, like, three of them, right? Yep. You got a seventh-round pick. Who's your seventh-round quarterback? Go for it. Whoever you want, that's who we're taking.
0: Patek says Trey got drafted in the worst situation, not Fields. Yeah, different ends of the spectrum. Uh, Fields got drafted by a bad team. Lance's team was too good. Too good for him. They weren't willing to trust uh, um, trust the process. You know, They weren't willing to do a ramp-up quarterback. They weren't. Other well, teams would be. I mean, before we
1: say they weren't, I don't think we are either. I don't think the fan base is. I don't think the locker yeah. room is. I don't think yeah. – Just uh, he, this this team's ready to win two years ago, yeah. and they haven't gotten it done, and they're feeling that frustration, and they can't win a Super Bowl fast enough. Right. And Trey needs a 20-25 right. to 25 game ramp-up period where it doesn't matter – you know, necessarily. And it's like, there's, ne- that's just not going to happen here right now. Not feasible.
0: Yeah. Niners faithful said if BP wins a Super Bowl and someone offers a first, second and third for Trey, which <laughs> of course a first, second and third, huh? Yeah. Kyle green says I'm coming to SF from South Carolina to watch my first home game. Do you have any suggestions of good places to eat? Love the show. Uh, you're going Ooh, to San Francisco. Nice. Yeah. What kind of food do you want? You um, name Well, it. It, I got all kinds of restaurant season. places. It's crab season, so you might do yourself a favor and have some Dungeness crab in San Francisco. You could go Italian and go to uh, any number of places in North Beach. Pick a place in North Beach, get Shapino, They'll have it. Uh, or you could go to Chinatown. I personally like RNG Lounge and get the salt and pepper crab. Either way, you're going to have a great time. Where's there your you go-to crab place?
1: You know, I've I've, got, I've gone to a bunch of crab feeds like for out here in the burbs for like teams and that kind of thing. But I don't think I've had crab in a restaurant um, in the city. I probably should. That's probably on my bucket list now. Kyle,
0: take Larry with you. You <laughs> yeah. guys got to go together. Oh, David says, I just watched a bunch of film of Purdy and I see why he is, was the last pick in the draft. He had a funky delivery and a very slow fastball. Wow. Has he improved in a short time? Keep Trey and teach him.
1: There was a great, um, there's a great article on Brock, how leading into the draft, he added like five miles an hour to his passes by working with this group. I think it was in Arizona on just all of his mechanics of his, of his throw from his elbow Mm -hmm. placement to his step, to his release. And he generated five more, five more miles per hour on his throws than he did when he was at Iowa State. I had the same takeaway. When I was at Iowa State, I thought, man, there was too many throws that you looked at and said, that's not NFL. That's yeah. not NFL velocity. But he improved his velocity. He understood the need for it. All you need to know about Brock is that he's, he's smart as hell and he is competitive as anybody there is. And that right there is, you know, you're well ahead of the game if you're super smart and you're insanely competitive. He's got the smart,
0: the smart, tough competitive gene. Yeah. And he has all this experience that most young quarterbacks don't have. And it makes him kind of unique. Juwan Jennings reminds me of Anquan Bolden. I see what you mean. E.T. Absolutely. I just yeah. think he's probably a better route runner than Bolden. Bolden to me would just run into people. And he was like 230 pounds and people would just bounce off of him. And he would just post up in the middle of the field and catch passes. He was I've never seen anyone do it like Bolden. He was great.
1: Bolden was great. great. He, he
0: beat the Niners in the Super Bowl in New Orleans. I would say he's a Hall of Fame player f- for that. He was the number one receiver on a Super Bowl team that won with offense that year. Anquan to me was Hall of Famer. I would put, I, he probably not the week, numbers for it. Great player. Week one against the Packers, oh! Kaepernick. He had two hundred and something yards. <laughs> he was the only guy who. Him and Crabtree were the only guy who could really had the hands, the hand strength to catch Kaepernick's throws consistently. That guy threw hard. Yeah. Bolden would do would would dominate with Trey Lance. Oh, Purdy is great. what kyle shanahan hoped manzel would have been even though johnny was faster i don't think kyle wanted any part of johnny manzel at any at any time at any time that'd be a great question to ask him
1: tomorrow hey is Purdy kind of you know what you hoped manzel would have become he, he'd give you the craziest look like where the hell is that coming from and how do i answer
0: this without offending multiple people <laughs> right yeah but no i see what you mean he kind of is built like Manziel. he's He's like if Manziel were good. I see what you mean by that. I totally see what you mean by that. He's the good version of Manziel. Pur- Purdy is, is is what happens if Manziel didn't go out and party with his friends. He also seems kind of like what the Jets were hoping they were getting in Zach Wilson. Although I know Zach has a stronger arm, but damn, Zach, what happened? Maybe the Knights could get Zach?
1: No. Well, you know the Jets are, are moving him. Would you take Zach and a, how about drive a super hard bargain? Zach and a number one for Trey. Take it uh, or leave it, Saul. Yeah.
0: How does the NFL play out? Uh, one through three AFC seeds. You, uh, you take it away. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, right now, what Kansas City's the one? Yeah. Maybe I, they I, just I,
1: remain the one. Maybe. Yeah, just... I don't know what
0: last night's um sus- game suspension does to this. I don't even I haven't thought about that. We're thinking about Demar, not that. So I don't know. I know seriously, says, it was
1: yeah. a huge game yesterday, but what we saw was so dramatic that. I never even really gave that at any thought either. Like, you know, how where are they going how are they going to do this? What are they going to do here? It's like, who cares? It's yeah, like, we just saw something that was a true tragedy potentially, and yeah, and we don't.
0: And he's not out of the woods yet, at least not to my knowledge. No, we we haven't gotten an update. Jorge says, "Let's not forget Jimmy's first five games or Nick Foles. BP could just be the lightning in a bottle for a bit. Keep Trey Lance and let them compete. Praying for Demar. That's a legit point. We don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, here's the only thing I'll say on that. Uh, that is true.
1: Jimmy got off to a hot start. And you could say the same thing about Kaepernick, right? He got off to a five or six-game start. That was pretty good. Um, but, I mean, Purdy has literally done this. He took Iowa State to four bowl games. He had big numbers at Iowa State. I mean, Iowa State's not one of the powerhouse teams in the Big 12, if you haven't noticed. So, And then he looked good all through minicamp, and he looked good all through training camp. And it's like nobody – Wanted to really watch it because they were just kind of, they had decided before practice who was the depth, who That's was true. better. And, and to so, be fair, people were focused really looking at it. People were focused on Trey. It was Absolutely. all about Trey. But yeah, uh, and they had, and, and then Brock was right there. Believe me, making the same passes, but making them with more consistent accuracy, albeit less
0: velocity. I will say this: I did know I could tell that Brock was better than Nate Sudfeld. That was clear. I knew it. I Get by. <laughs> all right. Sean <laughs> says, this feels like a mistake. Purdy needs at least a year uh, to know. This team is stacked. It would be dumb to commit to him and shop Trey off. Okay. So all I'd say, Sean, is when, when do you,
1: when, what do you need to see? And yeah. when will you be convinced? Yeah. Because you can again, play this the lo- game all the way through. It, you can be it, like, you know what? They got the Super Bowl, but, man, it's only one Super Bowl, and you don't know how he's going to bounce back off of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> we can play this game forever. How long can the Niners keep, hold Trey Lance hostage from his, yes. From his career? Yes. I mean, they can't that, that is such
0: a good way. to They're holding him hostage from his career. And, again, the longer he sits – it's possible the lower his trade value goes because this is a guy who hasn't played consistently since he was 19. So there are a lot of variables here that the Niners have to consider. I understand what, how Sean feels. It's how I felt at first. But I keep looking at this like, man, you put him on the bench again. What, do, what are you doing to this poor guy? What are you doing to this poor guy? It's not fair already. He, any team that drafted Trey should have been 100% committed to the building process. And the Niners weren't? Okay, fine. At, at what point do you let him go? It's hostage. It's a hostage situation. Dog unless, day he afternoon. Wants, unless that's why you got to communicate with him. Cause yeah. maybe he doesn't view it as such.
1: Maybe he True. feels that Shanahan is such an awesome coach and that the, the Niners are so such good. an awesome organization that he absolutely just doesn't want to go anywhere and he'll let the chips fall and he's going to be a good soldier. If he loses out to Brock, if that's the situation, then maybe you keep him. But even yeah. so, you, in, even in that situation, you're only really keeping him for a year yeah. because eventually he's got to play.
0: Hey, maybe he feels, you know, look, uh, good for Brock. Um, when sure I not. get my opportunity, I'm going to kill it, too. The right. team's good. I'll he be ready. May. Yeah, because, I mean, frankly, he never he never played with McCaffrey. He played one game with George Kittle. He won that game. Uh, he hasn't really f- played with the full deck of cards the way Brock Purdy has, and maybe he's thinking, I'm not going anywhere. They're going to ship me off to freaking Houston so I can fit. No. I'm saying here. I'll get my opportunity. This team is stacked. I'll show him. Maybe that's his mentality, in which case, good for the Niners. Good for the Niners. I mean, I think that was Jimmy's mentality. The Niners were trying to push him out the door. He was like, no, this team is stacked. I'm going to continue putting up numbers on this team and making money. You're not pushing me out of here. And, and, and also, you know? you know, the
1: same way everybody talks in this league about your negative traits, people yep. talk about your good traits. So... They, the rest of the league knows exactly what I know and what you know, and what people here in San Francisco know, which is that Trey is a great kid, that yep. Trey is a good prospect, that he's liked by the other players. He's not going to be a Zach Wilson in New right. York, they're going to love him in New York. That's true, he's, you know what I'm saying? He's not, he's a team guy, this guy's right. a really high character guy, so right. that everybody knows that. So, this idea that, well, he Didn't look great in some of the preseason games. The worst, the best I can get is a fourth-round pick. You're high. You're high
0: if you think they're getting a fourth-round pick.
1: They're getting far more than that if they decide to trade
0: him. Flavor Reborn Restoration says CMC is a G. Cool, calculated big ups, TMs, and rarely celebrates his games. Uh, Big ups teammates and rarely celebrates his gains. Niners need to put a ring on it if they like it. Yeah, I I really uh, appreciate his professionalism. McCaffrey. Tough, David, too. tough. David says if the Niners win with Brock, would they consider trading Brock? <laughs> He'll net much more, and will give Kyle Shanahan the time needed to properly develop Trey. I they, don't. They'll think get so. offers, I'm sure. I, I would be funny. To, what do you think? If he wins a Super Bowl, what is his trade value? Two a lot. Twenty-three year old Super Bowl yeah. winning quarterback who makes know. no money on a rookie deal. But I if mean, you, you have a quarterback about... who runs the offense the way you want it run and wins a Super Bowl, you don't trade that guy. Right. You They're don't not, bench that Shanahan's guy. Shanahan's not trading Brock. I don't think so. Dustin the Gale says, trading Trey before next season feels like when we paid Jimmy after six games. You're right, but Trey has a say in this. so you know, It's I mean, different, though, because you got Brock. Unless you don't got Brock. Larry is the man he told us about, Purdy. I agree, finesse the kid. Uh, it's, <laughs> you want to be the team that trades away Steve Young? Not saying Trey is that, but come on. Brock is fool's gold, man. Kyle will trade Brock back to Miami here's the thing though if you have young Montana and young Steve you got to trade young Steve It's the way it is if they're the same age I'm just saying so but that's I I don't know we don't know if that's the case right now I know it's wild though isn't it it is wild it's great John says Brock gonna rock with his chicken out and win the shit I think that's what he (laughs) meant chicken Justin says if Brock plays like last week does he beat Buffalo
1: um, That's a good question. Buffalo doesn't have Josh Jacobs or Devontae. I don't Devontae. think it, don't think do it was his best a, game. I think he's played. It no, he wasn't him. his best game. It wasn't his best game. But guys, wait, wait a second before we start condemning this guy. I'm not he, condemning threw he, this he threw some dimes. He did. He threw dimes. First of all, when I can't seem like the Niners went months where between watch before Jimmy would throw passes,
0: touchdown passes into the end zone. We're Got seeing him. it with regularity That's now. True. That's a good point. Jimmy would just throw, like, in front of the end. Hey, knife your way in there. What do you mean? Ryan Blocker says, Bowl game was rough. Not to make this about UCLA, but Charbonnet could be a great addition to the backfield. Him, uh, Charbonnet. So, so, Charbonnet didn't play in the game, right? And so, DTR, he just threw three picks. Yeah, That was bad. And then he left the game. He was hurt. I don't know. But yeah, Charbonnet's, Charbonnet's really a piece, good. Though. He's 220 so good. pounds. Yeah. Niccolo Credit says, One thing I noticed, Purdy never looked scared in the pocket. I remember seeing Jimmy visibly shaking in big games. Brock the Rock won't crack. Um, yeah, he does seem very confident. I like his poise in the pocket. I need to see him adjust to the NFL adjusting. That is true. That That's is true. fair. That's fair. That is true. It's a good point. Sean, it's, it's a really interesting discussion, and I think there's good points on both sides, and we're going to probably be having this discussion for the next at least two months. So. Yeah. Hopefully, Sean, maybe we'll we'll do it in Arizona
1: yeah. the week, uh, maybe Glendale yeah. that in February.
0: Sean says, I saw a tweet from a national reporter that Brock throws all over the field except deep right. Any thoughts as to why? I'm surprised he's going cross field more than deep right. I've, noticed, I've seen that passing chart. It's interesting. It looks like a small sample size. But I also noticed that at the end of the game, he was nailing Ayuk on the left, slants to the left. He's really good at throwing to the left. What do you think is up with this right thing?
1: Well, I think it's interesting. Um, one of the things, you know... The, you know, a, a major component of every NFL offense is the kind of with a right handed quarterback is the roll right throw back. And mm-hmm. so when you're throwing back, um, you're throwing back to the middle of the field or the other side of the field. You're not throwing, it's the role you're kind of moving the defense and you're throwing back. And so you make the, the defense flows with you to mm-hmm. your throw hand, your throw hand side. And then as it's, they're flowing to you, you find somebody going the other way, and it's a big, big play. So I think you see a lot more roll right throwback with a right-handed quarterback, which would mean he wouldn't throw it deep on the right side of the field. That's the only thing I can say that makes – that I feel like makes any sense of that. It also could be just the first time I read that stat or saw the graphic, I thought, you know what? Kind of a small sample size. You know, let's let's uh let's see six, seven, eight games before we
0: really say he can't make a certain throw. Well, one thing I've noticed with the rollouts with Purdy is he's doing a Shanahan makes him roll left a lot for a few reasons. One, you're expecting the the right handed quarterback to roll right. It's an easier throw. Uh but so I think he feels like it's catching defenses off guard. He Purdy can do it, and it gets you away from McGlinchy. No, no offense. But you don't want to be that close to Michael Clinchy. So it seems like if your quarterback can throw on the move running left, you want him doing that. Maybe that's why he's got so many throws to the left. Well, it. the only thing about that is
1: he's really got to have enough time to set his feet. Otherwise, it's like that's an almost an impossible throw. But that's what I'm saying. That What you just described there, Grant, but you see, was exactly but yeah. the play that scored yeah. the touchdown to Kittle. He did right. a quick Roll pivot left. to his left and yeah. then flipped his hips, set his feet, And just layered a perfect dime, you know, with great trajectory right over the linebacker. Right. And right, but still low enough for Kittle. Kittle didn't even have to jump for it. I mean, it was a dime.
0: But the 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 deep throw to Kittle, it was a roll left, throwback, right, underthrown. And then the one to Jennings at the at the goal line, it was a fade on the right, a little underthrown. So Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe there is something to this. It's interesting though, because I'm always accustomed to right handed quarterbacks throwing better to the right than to the left. It's harder to throw to the left. You don't see it as well. You got to open your hips. Purdy's really good at it. Jimmy was really good at it. Um, I don't actually know what Trey does better.
1: I get you know the one. Feeling- the one thing it is interesting about uh, Trey being you know six four or whatever six three two two twenty five. Purdy being the undersized guy. I looked up the hand size. Purdy's hand. Purdy goes nine and a half on the hands, and I think Trey's like nine and an eight or seven. That's and surprising. Seven and a half, or or was it was it nine and a half versus uh, nine and a half versus um, nine and a quarter.
0: So yeah, Brock Purdy. He, he walks up to the hand. podium, and I'm like, man, this dude is my size. I could be an NFL quarterback, but then he's got really big hands, and I'm like. <laughs> Why can't I have nine-and-a-half-inch hands? That's amazing. Good for Brock. Ben Poole says, 20 years of swinging and missing on quarterbacks. I couldn't handle it if they traded Trey Lance, and he turns into Josh Allen 2.0. Rodgers loved Young, sat for years. Okay. I hear you, but it's up I to Trey you. too, right? I hear you. Yep, yep. That that is the, another factor, you what Trey wants to you do. Can't have, Poppy, he thank can't you can't
1: be angry in the corner of the locker room. That's not going to be a good situation.
0: And again, that doesn't seem like his personality. It doesn't seem but like him. At the same time, like I don't know. He's got to play. It just seems wrong. It just seems wrong to ask him to even do it. Wave nine Mystic says losing in the first round of the playoffs gives Kyle his out to start trade next year. I was on my third stringer type of out. You know what I'm saying, Grant. Absolutely. If they lose in the first round and Brock doesn't play great, the Niners, we, I have no idea what they're going to do. They could do whatever they want at that point. They could do whatever they want. Yo, Kruger, where do you get that sick flag? This is Papi Chula. Oh yeah. The, uh,
1: I'm doing the, uh, uh, I'm doing the 49er, uh, show in talk on talk sport, the pre and post game show on talk sport. And so now I've got a little bit of a UK following and one of the UK fan groups sent me that flag. And then I got another one here. That's pretty cool too. Let's see, I can hold this one up. This is pretty cool. UK 49er flags. Kind of cool. Big 49er, uh, so I can hang those in the background
0: from time to time. Jaws says at least wait until the season is over to praise BP-13. To a certain extent, I know what you mean. What the, This team's legacy is going to be built in the playoffs. Niners' daddy says it's going to suck to Trey Trey and him be elite. That would really suck. They better be sure about what they're doing. Saul Goodman yeah, says, LOL, Niner fans uh, have been starved of a great quarterback for so long. We're obsessed with this story this season, and nobody knows what they want.
1: <laughs> that I makes mean, me yeah. laugh,
0: but it kind of it kind of is true. They have elite quarterback play staring them in the face right now, and and Niner fans are like, well, what do we do? Is this this it? Like right now, this is it.
1: It feels good though. I mean, when
0: like when Brock drops back to pass, you gotta admit it.
1: You're thinking what I'm thinking, which is good things are probably gonna come next.
0: Where Jimmy At no point did I think the Niners were gonna lose to the Raiders. At no point did I think they were gonna lose to the Raiders. And also Jimmy. You know that the nine. We can get more into the Raider
1: game. I mean, the defense struggled against Stidham. Devontae's a star. Jacobs is a star. Waller's a star. The Raiders are. You know, McDaniel's. If it wasn't on his first year, he should be canned. You got some some of the greatest talent. You got Crosby and Chandler Jones and those offensive weapons, and your double digit losses. I mean, the Raiders
0: are pathetic. Well, coached. well, I just want to say real quick. I feel like there's some carryover between the Niners and the Raiders between Shanahan and. And uh McDaniel is in between Jimmy and Carr. All of a sudden you take Carr off that team and they look good on they offense. Did. Jared's all of a sudden I'm thinking, Stidham look like they're Purdy. Oh, you th- now they have to seriously take they have to take uh Jared Stidham seriously. That guy looked good. He, he did. can move too. He's got yeah. a big arm. He's got a big yeah. arm, and yeah. he's got he's
1: not a mover like Purdy, but he's a s he's he's a fast runner. Yeah. And you could I'll tell you what I liked is that He's confident. He knows the offense because he's been in New England's offense. And so he knows this offense better than anybody. And it looks like it.
0: Lucas says, I love Brock as much as the next guy, but I don't see this experiment working out as soon as next year. Doubt defenses will take long to figure him out, just like Jimmy Garoppolo excited for a competition next year. Here's the thing, though. Figuring him out. He has so much talent around him. It's like figuring him out. Means shutting down George Kittle and Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and Jawan Jennings on the same play, like he doesn't have to be the greatest quarterback ever. He has so many good options. It's almost like he can't miss. That's what's the way the I look f- at it. And what's to figure out? I mean, would you be saying all you got to say is this?
1: If the would you be saying that if he were doing exactly the same thing but he was six four?
0: Probably good not. Question. Good question. Flavor Reborn says BP had many teachable moments in LV. What would you? Uh, what would be your guy's primary talking points? You um, mm, um, see, I probably made a few notes to myself here. My primary talking points for him in this game. Um, I guess it would be to uh, set your feet on the deep throws and let it rip, and don't just try to, you know, hit the guy try to hit him in stride. Don't make him slow down. You know, like that's the two a thing where, where you, where your guys are like stopping and waiting for your deep balls. Like you got to get it out there. I think you have the the arm strength to do it. That would be one thing. I mean, the way the game was interesting from the standpoint of he
1: completed 70% in the first half, but for only 38 yards, that's right. And then that's he threw right. for 250 yards in the second, in the second half. half. Yeah. I guess I would ask him a little bit about why he felt like the passing yards were so, down in that first half and also I would just emphasize to him that you know this was the aberration you have the number one defense in pro football take care of the ball I don't think Green Bay or any of these lesser light teams in the playoffs in the NFC can take the Niners down if Brock takes care of the football that simple thing I think that
0: needs to be the priority also don't fall in love with McCaffrey he's always there for you you can always go to Christian McCaffrey great player don't fall in love with them because good things happen when you go to Ayuk. Good things happen when you go to Jennings. Good things happen when you go to Ray Ray. You can't let those guys go a quarter, a half without getting the ball. They got to be involved too because when you are the the true point guard out there and you're spreading the ball around, defenses won't know who to take away. They're going to be focused on Kittle, Debo, Ayuk, or whoever, and you're going to have one-on-one matchups. Don't force it. I felt like he forced it a little bit in this game. Uh, Kittle at the goal line. Uh, a couple examples. So... He should have he should have wide open. He should not wide open guys, but good one on one matchups. He can throw to consistently. That's where yeah, take gonna. care of the ball. I would say take
1: care of the football in the middle of the field because you just bank that there's going to be some zones and they're going to mm-hmm. try to trick you and they're going to try to drop guys, you know, that you're not looking at. So, I, I mean, be aggressive, but take
0: care of the football in the middle of the field, especially. Marky Mark says rumors Jim Harbaugh to the Broncos. It'll be funny to see if Wilson can handle his personality. See if he we'll goes be there. there. We'll be, yeah, we'll be, <laughs> I wouldn't want to coach Russell Wilson right now. Uh, Devontae Adams is so good that he completes catches without catching the ball. NYC got that call wrong.
1: Dude, Probably, dude, but that's dude. another
0: screwed up NFL thing where we
1: have we're at the you know discretion of the camera angles and the timing. Like we had the right angle, but the camera was too high. By the time it got down, you couldn't tell if, if – you you know, you couldn't tell. We You know what I mean? It was like I felt like we just didn't have the right camera angle at the right time.
0: F you, Joe Boo. i do it myself. I love you, man. But, dude, it's freaking Tuesday. The game was two days ago. The Niners won. <laughs> what are we doing, man? Yes, the, the refs are no good in the NFL. They're not full-time employees. They should be. It should be better. But can, can we – I hate – doing the, the ref conversation. I'm here to, I don't do ref quality control. That is not my job. It could be your job, but I'm Niners quality control. I'm sorry. That, I just, but thanks for the Tuesday. five bucks, right? You know, I feel F-U-Double, you're a good guy. I like you. But I can't, I can't join that conversation. I'm just sit, sitting out. Bay Area, hey Grant, do you still think the Niners made a mistake in trading for CMC and trading? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes! Huge mistake. And it's going to cost them their entire season. Um. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all right. I was wrong. They're, 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 people got
1: seats. I mean, people are coming at you.
0: Can I just say before we move on that my, my, my problem was to, one, the Niners can't keep their guys healthy. Let's see them keep Christian McCaffrey healthy for a couple more years, but so far so good. He's the one running back who stays healthy on this team. Amazing. The other thing was I felt that even he wouldn't bring Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, a Lombardi trophy. And I still th- feel that I was right about that, but you know what? We'll never know because it's Brock time. It's Brock time. Had I known that the Niners had freaking Kurt Warner on the bench, I'd say, yeah, bring in all the great players. Absolutely. One, right, back one back
1: media up. guy, one media guy I did an interview with the day before the trade deadline on the field, and I said, are oh, the Niners going to trade for Christian McCaffrey? And he goes,
0: no. And I go, why not? And he goes, because they don't need him. I'm like, all right. That's how I felt. <laughs> That's, it. That's how I felt. Well, I guess as my dad would say, he couldn't hurt. Okay. Do you think the 49ers will re sign Mike McGlinchy this offseason. He's coming off one of the best performances of his career, holding Max Crosby to basically nothing. What do you think? Well, um, if it's up to Jed, yes, because I think Jed
1: like really Notre, likes Dame. Him, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Um, it's up to Lynch, probably yes, because I think he, you know, really likes him, took him in the top 10. But, um, you know, I, I'd have to look at their cap and see how, you know, if how, I mean, he's definitely playing hurt and playing some of his best football. And I know he's going to get an offer that's going to be far more than what the 49ers want to pay. So I'll say that he, that they may say they want to resign him and they'll be in the market to resign him. But I think he goes East for bigger money. You think they're going to find someone cheaper than McGlinchey? I, I think they, you know, they could find a developmental player. I mean, they could go, they could go with a Jalen Moore. I mean, uh, they could move, you know, they could go with a right guard and, and, um, you know, move uh, Spencer Burford to right tackle. True. He played right tackle at UTSA. I asked him what he thought his best spot was. He says he's comfortable at right tackle.
0: Good to know. Uh, I I hope they don't bring back Mike McGlinsey. I think they could do better, whether it's for cheaper or for more money. I mean, if they go for the free agent route, they could get Caleb McGarry, who's just i have been in the league just as long. He's with Atlanta. I think he's a better player. Um, and the, the way I look at it is, now that Jimmy's leaving and the Niners are going ultra cheap at quarterback, they should be able to afford a higher-paid right tackle. They should be able to splurge at some of these positions. Um, I think they can do better than Mike. And, and I like Caleb like, McGarry, but yeah, I think he's yeah. got kind of shorter arms. You have to look at Fine the, by like, me. I, I, I'll take him over McGlinchy. But I mean if they feel like Spencer Burford is, is at even better value and they can he's young and cheap and he has upside, great. Whatever. Whatever. I, I'll say this. I'm into it. I, I think
1: I think Zakel is a starting right guard. Okay. And I think I would not be surprised if the right side were Zakel and Burford and they drafted somebody
0: and let McGlinchy go. That that would not shock me at all. Sounds good to me. I like it. I think it's time to move on. Uh, another question. Name the team the Niners are most likely to face in the first round of the playoffs or in their first playoff game. Green Bay. Green Bay. It's Green Bay. I already kind of mapped it out. Uh, I was talking
1: to my kid about this, trying to put my hands around this playoff picture, Mm -hmm. and I finally feel like I've got a good handle on it. So if the Niners win this week and Philly loses, Niners are the one seed, right, and would get Mm -hmm. the first round by. Mm -hmm. If that doesn't happen, the Niners are likely to be the two seed. Um, with Minnesota being the three, Giants being the six, they would play each other. Tampa and Dallas are the four five. Niners would be the two seed. Green Bay would be the seven seed. They would take on Green Bay, and then, um, you know, I think the Giants are going to beat Minnesota. So then it would be Giants, Philly in round two, and the and the Niners would get the winner of Tampa, Dallas. So I think that's the most likely. Um, Green Bay in round one. And the Tampa Dallas winner in round two, unless, um, or, or if the, yeah, I should say that would be, that would, that's the way it would shake out. So, um, and then, and then maybe, um, you know, Philly at the end. So I don't know, I mean, you know, Philly, Philly in the NFC championship game, or if the Niners are the one seed, then, uh, Dallas, if Dallas wins and Philly loses, which Philly would have to be lose to be the one seed Dallas would be the two Philly could fall to the five. So then it would be green Bay, Dallas in the first round, Minnesota giants, and then Tampa would take on Philly and the Niners would get the lowest remaining seed in the divisional round, which could be Ta- green Bay. If they upset Dallas, or then it could be the giants if they upset Minnesota,
0: or then if it, neither of those things happen, it's Philadelphia. Let's focus on Green Bay since that's the team the Niners are most likely to face. How do you think yeah. the Niners match up with Green Bay? Um, not particularly well. I, I don't I don't like that matchup at all,
1: and here's wow. why. Because you've got Rodgers playing. You know, the Green Bay's been playing like uh, playoffs basically for over a month. Um, it's now at a point where their rookie receivers are starting to play. Mm-hmm. Watson's runs, you know, a burning time. Yeah. He's a big kid. And Dobbs has got great hands and, um, you know, granted that game will be here, um, instead of green Bay, but Aaron Jones is a dangerous back out of the backfield. And then you got Rodgers against the Niner secondary that I think can be picked on and has holes. And then also while you got that going on, then you got a rookie quarterback going up against i think that somebody already made the comment just one of the best secondaries and jair alexander just turned off justin jefferson's yeah. water completely yeah. adrian amos is a good coverage player Ra- rajul douglas is a j- jumbo corner with a ton of size yeah. savage is, is a great great player going back to maryland he's the Eric nickelback big. um they got another guy named nixon who's playing well for them right now so you know, I, I think, and they can put a little heat on the quarterback, right? I mean, you yeah. got Devontae Wyatt, you got Preston Smith, you got Kenny Clark, you got Quay Walker's got all the speed. So, uh, they're they're. I don't like. I don't like that matchup, to be honest. I mean, even though I I think the Niners could bully Rodgers, get a lead, um, I just see Rodgers being able to make plays against the Niners secondary
0: all day. Yeah, uh, in the past, the Niners have been able to sack Rodgers, but two years ago, when they what was it? That was last year. Freaking last season when they faced Rodgers, Rodgers played a really good game. They, the Niners lost. And if I remember correctly, Diamador Lenore started in that game and got roasted, and I don't think he played after that. So, yeah, I mean, if the Niners aren't getting pressure on Aaron Rodgers, he's going to go after Lenore like he did in the last game, and Packers are going to score points like the Raiders did. And Yeah, I mean, if the, if, if, if the Niners are going to make Jared Stidham look like Aaron Rodgers, what are they going to do to Aaron Rodgers? My question with the Packers all season was their weapons, but it does seem like Watson and Dobbs are coming on and they're pretty good rookie wide receivers.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and and I, you know, Rogers seems like the kind of guy that um, maybe operates best when he does, when he can play loose and not have to feel the pressure. And he would roll in here with, you know, lots of motivation and no pressure. Nobody's expecting them to win. they let it all hang out. I still think the 49ers would win the game, but, I'd much, much prefer the buy, and you still yeah. might get Green Bay in the first round because I think Green Bay. But then you'd get them after they upset, you know, after they upset Dallas, um, and in you know they could that could be in the next round. And I don't know, I, I, I don't. I, they're the Niners are going to want to play in Green Bay.
0: I just think they're going to want to play in Green Bay. Well, it'll be an interesting matchup. Um, Jason Singleton says, "Do we ignore Purdy's weak arm and just ride with it?" Ignore 32 points a game. How about that? Yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, Dustin says, if talent is the issue, let the compete and let the best quarterback win. Both will do great behind this offense. Kyle's job to work with both. Once again, I mean, it's
1: not that it doesn't, it's not good for the Niners. It's good for the Niners. It costs nothing. And you got two real good options there. And they're both great kids. Um,
0: It just is it good for Trey. LaBlue, lablue ninety forty nine says, do you think Hafunga has become our Jimmy Garoppolo on defense where he seems to make the same mistake every week? Is he asleep during film study? No. What do you think is going on with Hafunga?
1: Well, I thought on the first touchdown, he got kind of burned on, with like kind of an eye-discipline mistake. Um, and I think ultimately Hafunga uh, was a fifth-round pick because he's a little bit of a coverage liability down the field. Um He's got great desire. He's he's he knows the game plan, but I think he's 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 leaning forward. I think he's awesome in the box, uh interrupting the mesh point against the run. But I think if you have a really good ball you know, quarterback that's in good has a good rhythm with his receiver, um, you know, Fonga's not the world's greatest coverage player in the deep quadrants of the field. So I hope that's his weakness. He knows it. Rogers tested him down the middle last year in the playoff game. He stood up mm. and made that play. Um, he seems like the kind of player that would rise to the occasion, so I don't want to judge him, but he's there's been an awful lot of completions in his his area. And now some people don't think that it's really him. Gibson, I don't think is a great c- coverage player. He's a productive interceptor, but um you know, I think
0: Hafonga and Gibson can be picked on. Pet Will says, Grant, love your content. Please, more shows with Larry the Legend. By far the best guest you have along with your dad. Also, can you please remove the jarring intro and outro audio video portion of your clips? No. <laughs> no. Just to piss you off. Wave 9 Mystic says, Packers are built like KC, but a better secondary. I've been telling you, Grant, the past two weeks. Aaron is due against us. Great running game, too. Yeah, and you know, the Niners uh, knocked the Pac- Packers. were the one seed last year, in the ni- and they won no playoff games. They had a bye week, and they hosted the Niners and lost, so... There would be some revenge. Aaron won Super Bowl as a wild card, just saying. Wow, Wave 9 Mystic is uh, calling a shot here. you be right. Keith Murphy says, I tell my friends that cheer for Green Bay that I think it favored us to play them in cold weather. I think SF is built more like a cold weather team. GB would be dangerous in the Bay. <laughs> well, Roger the Niners Stephens, are going to be dangerous too on a fast surface because they're a pretty fast team. They are. It just if you got to take shots deep to beat the Niners, Rogers is going to take shots, shots for sure. All right, final topic. All of a sudden, it's the Niners' defense that needs fixing, that has issues, that is the problem. Thirty-four points last week against the Raiders was surprising. I think most people thought they'd give up like nine. What is the adjustment D'Amico Ryan needs to make to get this defense back to playing uh, like the number one defense in the
1: league? Well,
0: I think they took them lightly. That's first and foremost.
1: I don't think I just think it's human nature. You can't be up for every game. And um I don't think they were up for this game. In the first half, Raiders ran for 5.2 yards per carry. The 49ers had zero sacks but only two pressures in the first half. They had seven in the second half. Mm-hmm. So Shanahan referenced it after the game, the defensive front, this whole defense, it's it's the league's fastest linebackers. It's the league's yeah. best front, I think, yeah. deepest front and best coordinated front. The secondary is is I don't it's not a liability, but it's not the strength of the defense now that mm-hmm. Mosley's out. So I would I would say that, you know, it's all about getting more pressure up front. Yeah. Your coverage is your coverage. You're going with Lenore. You know, I mean, we can talk about yeah. well, Lenore could be picked. He's your guy. He's Instead of tearing him down, build him up because right. he's your guy. Build right. up Womack, build up Charvarius. These are yeah. your guys. And and they're pl- and they're all smart players, they're playing well, but they it's all predicated on what gets done up front. So they got to get more heat on the quarterback. That may be meaning more games. I'll tell you one guy i we haven't seen any Kalia Davis. We haven't seen Givens come back. Givens is an important interior rusher. Clea Davis, maybe you take a look at him in this Arizona game to see if he can help you out. Um, but anything at all that you can do to get more rush up front, uh, you got to do it because that's
0: that's mm-hmm. how the Niners are going to win. They got to they yeah. got to put heat on the quarterback. Yeah, I think D'Amico relies on his front four, that four man pass rush, a little too much. I think it's easy to look good as a defensive coordinator when you're getting pressure with four. Everything you do works when you get pressure with four but in this last game they didn't they didn't sack Jared Stidham one time and I think when he called blitzes it seemed to be effective the what the blitz he called with uh Diamador Lenore that was effective I think he needs to bring more more pressure you can't there's nothing I mean if you're not getting pressure on the quarterback man coverage isn't gonna work zone coverage isn't gonna work there's no right answer and so you can't just hang back and be like, well. I'm going to live and die by Nick Bosa and the other three guys. No, bring pressure. And the nice thing about bringing five is it's harder to scramble against a five-man rush because uh, with a four-man rush, there's always one gap. Five blockers, four rushers, there's always one gap that a quarterback can run through. Not so if there's a fifth rusher and they're all in their lane. So. Here's the thing. If you bring five or six,
1: you're giving the quarterback a defined look. You cannot True. give Rodgers a defined look to car view. So the key, I think, with Rodgers, is bring five, bring six, bring four, bring three, mix, mix it, it up. up, mix it up, all kinds of games, all yep. kinds of movement, make yep. their make their offensive linemen's heads spin, make them communicate. Be all I'd have all kinds of crazy overloads. Yeah, the, game, the games
0: and, and stunts are are a good way to create pressure without bringing extra rushers. Fangio showed that ten years ago. Yeah. And, yeah. and then, and then, and then even delayed blitzes from the backers. Yeah. If,
1: you know, if Rogers is going to get see where Rogers is dangerous is he has a little bit, what Purdy has, he's got yeah. that pocket ability. He's not fast, but he's got pocket ability to move and he knows where to move and what, where his receivers are. That's where you need to send the green laws and the, you know, the, the warners on these delayed blitzes to make him pressured on his, you know, off that second second launch point. So I don't know. It's going to, what it's going to be, it's going to be a kitchen sink day. He, you know, D'Amico's going to have to cook up every possible wrinkle he has to disrupt Rogers rhythm. Cause Rogers is going
0: to roll in, in rhythm. Oh, absolutely. Yep. That's going to be very interesting. And it seems like if D'Amico Ryans can do it, if he can make the adjustments and shut and get this defense playing at an elite level in the playoffs, he'll become a head coach next year. If not, he'll probably have to come back one more year and prove it again. I think they're. I think he's going to get a gig. I do because
1: I've seen the lists. I've seen like five or six lists, and it seems like he's like the second or third name on almost every list. So he's, he's his star has gotten to a point where, I think you're right. They're going to need to have a big defensive effort. If they do show one in the playoffs, I think he gets a gig.
0: Ezio says both quarterbacks have no leverage to demand a trade. Keep them. There's years in their contract. Also keep drafting and developing D linemen on the cheap and sign proven corners like Ward moving forward. Yeah, Niner fans don't want to trade Trey Lance. Think think about it, though, guys. If you keep him on the bench for a third year, what are you doing to him? Is that making him better or worse? Is this the right back? If if Brock Purdy is the starting quarterback, what are you keeping Trey for? Is he the right backup? It's good for us. It's just not yeah. good for him. And you yeah. know what? People will note
1: and it, it, what you have to avoid. This is why communication is the ultimate here. You just got to keep the dialogue going because he might want to be here. And if yep. he wants to be here then he's not going to complain. But what you don't want is Brock to win the job and have it be like September 2nd and Trey like makes a demand to be traded at the beginning of the year and you got a month and a half to the trade deadline and it's got this huge distraction and you're going to trade him for a reduced call. I mean, you don't want to do, don't don't get played that way. Communicate with him, figure out what he wants and if it's best for him to leave, then see what
0: see what kind of offers you get. Toby says, "Over/under of ums from Brock in the postgame presser. I've noticed that Brock answers every question the same way. You ask him a question, he goes, yeah, um, I like that because he he, <laughs> he 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 wants to like give you like a positive. Yeah, it's a fair question. Yeah, I understand what you mean. Yeah, I can answer that. Yeah, um, so I like that. He's got like a, a, a can-do attitude with every question. I like it. <laughs> I anyway. hadn't noticed. Yeah, um, every time, Brock, keep doing you, Larry." Great stuff today. Thank you very much everyone for watching. We've got two thousand people in the room almost. Awesome. Yeah. Uh I don't know. I guess I'll be back tomorrow. Niners have a fairly big this is it. Week eighteen. We didn't talk about the Cardinals for one second today, and I think that's fair. The Cardinals are a joke. That's what I want to say about the Cardinals. Anything you want to say about the Cardinals? They offended. Um me.
1: no. Cardinals uh go away. You know. Use some back besides McCaffrey. Oh, I do want to say this. Um I'm live streaming at five. With the great Ned Coletti on the Krug Ooh. Show channel, and we're going to talk a little bit about Brian Sabian going to the oh, Yankees, going back. To the wow, Yankees.
0: we'll talk a little full a little, circle. Uh, little Sabes talk with Coletti at five, right? Because so me. I mean, the thing like this would be the time that Giants fans would be missing Sabian most, right? The good old like, days.
1: Could you imagine? Could you imagine? You know, your your architect is going across
0: country, and you're had this kind of an off season. Back when the Giants were the Giants, now the Giants are the A's West, West Bay A's. Anyway, this is a football show. Thanks for watching everyone. Have a great time. (laughs) I'll see you guys later. Go watch Larry.